0: The world of Islam, culture, religion and politics. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Amin Tais. We saw in the last episode how the very early legal discussions within the forming Muslim community were rudimentary and basic. Local practices within the various centers of the empire continued to shape the populations of the conquered areas, and within the garrison cities that hosted the Arabs, arbitrators used their personal judgment within the general frame of the Sunan, the precedence of the earlier important figures of the community. A number of elements will make the situation evolve. One is increasing interaction between the garrisons and the local Near Eastern centers they were adjacent to. Also, the Umayyad rulers having to rely on the administrative practices of the inherited Byzantine structures and by the time we get to the rule of the early Abbasids in the late 700s and early 800s, the Persian legacy would have much influence on the vision of how to rule a polity. These various forms of interaction, coupled with the needs of the growing religiously based community, would create a number of tensions that would in turn shape the development of what would be termed fiqh, literally understanding. This fiqh was the outcome of the juristic discussions in circles of legal study. These circles would arise in the important centers of the empire, particularly Kufa and Basra in Iraq, and Damascus in Syria, in addition to Medina in the Arabian Peninsula. These circles of study would gather around rising specialists of legal matters, who inherited, in some form or another, the teachings of earlier figures. So these legal specialists would gather around them disciples seeking knowledge and fiqh. Fiqh would be produced on a variety of subjects and using a variety of methods. To fully make sense of this period of legal work, Let's take a step back. You might remember that the early arbitrators within the newly established garrison cities played a variety of roles, including administrators on behalf of the caliphs, judges to maintain order, and storytellers or qussas in Arabic, relating stories about the past, including the life of the Prophet Muhammad, his seerah. As such, the legacy of these figures included their participation in shaping the future legal and religious practice in a number of directions. For instance, their reliance on ra'i, personal judgment or opinion, would be taken by the next generation of specialists in law into more sophisticated directions. Ra'i would become in the hands of the legal specialists, the jurists in Arabic al fuqaha at least in this period. Ra'i would become in the hands of the fuqaha a, a reasoning process that takes the living sunnah of the local community, itself seen as a continuation of earlier sunan, So taking the living sunnah of the local community as a starting point to elaborate points of law. Another part of the legacy of the arbitrators slash administrators slash Qusas is the highlighting of stories about Muhammad. Thus providing a basis, among other things, of what would become reports about what Muhammad did and said, reports that would become known as hadith, plural, ahadith). So in some ways, we see here the possible source of the two trends that would shape much of the debates on Islamic law for decades to come, namely the trend of Ahl al-Ra'i, the people of Ra'i, the partisans of reason, versus the trend of Ahl al-Hadith, the partisans of prophetic reports. Most of those in both camps seem to have seen themselves as inheriting the sunnah of the early community and to be following in its footsteps. Sources also seem to indicate the slow rise Starting in the second Islamic century, meaning around the mid seven hundreds A.D., of the Sunnah of the Prophet, the Sunnah of Muhammad, as the most important Sunnah, unlike the earlier period in which the Sunnas of other figures like the Caliphs were considered alongside the Sunnah of Muhammad. This would lead ultimately to the term Sunnah being mainly, if not exclusively, associated with Muhammad. A number of scholars would stand out in the period under discussion here, and their study circles, in Arabic, Halaqat al would gather brilliant students. Among the names to remember, is an iraqi scholar from kufa by the name of abu hanifa who dies in 767 and who is associated with al ra'i the partisans of reason another name to be remembered is malik ibn anas who dies in 795 from medina central to malik's approach Was his primary reliance on what he termed Amal Ahl al Madina, the custom or the practice of the people of Medina, as a basis to elaborate his fiqh. The reason being that he viewed the custom of Medina as the valid continuation of the Sunnah of Muhammad. On the other side, we also see the rise of the proponents of Hadith, Ahl al-Hadith, proponents of individual reports about what Muhammad said and did. Their argument is that the surest way to the Sunnah of the Prophet were in fact these reports about the Prophet's legacy, about Muhammad's sayings and actions. We will discuss further the tension between Ahl al-Ra'i and Ahl al-Hadith in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Assalamu alaikum.